Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. This is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Fionn Davenport is with me. So, Fionn, where are we going on Travel um, Tuesday? Well, I'm, I said we're going to visit Diocletian's house. Well, that's part of it. So we're going to the the Dalmatian coast of Croatia. Oh, lovely! Part well, of the world I've never been. You've never been? No, I've only been to Zagreb. Uh, yeah, so yeah, and Zagreb's a great city, but yeah, uh, it's a lovely city. Uh, no, but I thought just given it's the summertime and the Croatian coast is become one of the most popular places to go to for that getaway beach holiday. And because of that, there's lots of options in terms of getting there. Well, Aer Lingus and Ryanair both fly into Dubrovnik and split. Um, Ryanair also fly into Zadar, which is kind of halfway down the coast from Pula, which is at the top of the coast. So pretty much you have the entire coast covered by both airlines. And um, yeah, and it's, look, I I was just, earlier today, I was looking at fares. They're really reasonable. I mean, some days it's in the 150 each way, but other days it's like 50 euro, you know, it depends. Wow. Yeah, and that's in the height of summer. I was just checking August prices. And in, right, well, talking about prices, because we're, we're not just doing one area, we're doing kind of the, the, the coast. So so people might imagine this as, as an itinerary for kind of travelling around. And the cost of travelling around is still exorbitantly high if you're doing it by car or car rental. So how do you do it here? Yeah, so there's actually a really good bus network the whole way up the coast. And down the coast, rather. So between Pula in the north and Dubrovnik in the south, there's a really, really good network of buses. And you can get like regular buses, but you also get like the, the, I was going to say the high speed, but the express coaches, Mm. you know, which are comfy enough. So whatever it is, it's like from Dubrovnik to Split, which is roughly Split's. Oh my God, that's such a bad joke. Um, in and the middle. yet you tell it. And yet I tell it. It's I couldn't help myself. It was the warm kind of coke that certain, had been shaken. You get to a certain age, Fiona, and you just and can't resist the type of jokes. I know. It, it's know. like people tell me dad jokes because they know I laugh at them. Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. And so it's really, it's a really easy place. Now, the other one to bear in mind is uh, Yadrolinia or Jadro, Yadrolinia is the, they're kind of the boat company and they oh, okay. have... Hydrofoils, catamarans, ferry services all the way down the coast. So that's a nice, it's a slower way to travel, but obviously you're on the boat or on the hydrofoil or the ferry or whatever. And, and uh, uh, is it, I mean, the days of kind of, uh, once you got to so-called Eastern Europe of it being significantly cheaper than no. the, the West, they're long gone, aren't they? I mean, they? yeah, I mean, look, so it depends on where you go. So say, for example, okay, so with the exception of Havar and, which is the island, which is, and Dubrovnik, the accommodation is is diametrically lower elsewhere. Like, I mean, you can still get great deals. I mean, hotels are expensive, but there's a, like everywhere. Airbnb is the is the plague of locusts that has just taken over mm. the tourism world. And 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 the truth of it is, is that if you're looking for to to moderate your spending on accommodation, like Airbnb is, or or some kind of share rental option is the way to go. But as I said, like you won't find anything cheap in, in Havar or in Dubrovnik, un, unless you're staying way away from the old town. But even still, like Dubrovnik's just so pricey um, compared to the rest of the coast. And uh, But yeah, I mean, like if you plan properly, you can you can make your euros go a hell of a long way. All right. So in terms of planning, where where do you want to start on Split. the Dalmatian coast? Split. Um, splits of the big city or the big town cities, if you will, it's by far my favourite. Okay. Yeah, I much Why? prefer. I'll talk about Dubrovnik in a minute. Dubrovnik's very beautiful. Um, 
It's the second largest city in Croatia. So it's bigger than Dubrovnik, second only to Zagreb. And on so on the one hand, you have the sea-facing part around the port and the old town, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So it's got all that kind of old tradition. It's got Diocletian's Palace, which is where I mentioned Diocletian's house. So Emperor Diocletian, Roman Emperor, he had a palace right there because this is all part of the empire. Mm. And and it's stunningly beautiful. And the old town is kind of like just those stony streets, you know, where you're walking around and it's just like marble and it's just beautiful. And it has, even though it's very touristy, but it's a fraction as touristy as Dubrovnik is. And then you have, within a stone's throw of the old city of Split, mm. you have the modern city of Split, which is where most people in Split live and work and operate. And the two cities are so adjacent, like you're not, they're kind of interchangeable. And, but all like, there's great restaurants in the in the newer city, you know, it's like, because that's where life is lived. Yeah. But equally, you can, you can eat very well in the old town. And, and I think it's that mix of kind of split the way Croatians live and then, um, and then the old town, but which is, the, is very, is very the beautiful. So called, like, how new is the new city? Is it shabby communist apartment no. blocks? No. I mean, yeah, yes and no, actually. Oddly enough, yes, but no. In the sense, it's a pretty dynamic place. Okay. Like, it's not like, I mean, Croatia. I'm going to say this, but Croatia strikes me as kind of a well to do. It does well. You know, it's okay. You know, it's not like, it's not. Yeah, it's not like what you might expect from, say, Bulgaria just after the wall fell. Mm. This is a this is a very. Wondering, I was actually I knew where you were going. I said, "What country is he going to insult here now?" That's what Eastern I mean. Europe. It's just that, I, like, and I'm not insulting Bulgaria. But, well, I guess well, I am a little bit, but maybe Bulgaria around 1992, okay, as opposed to Bulgaria today. But the point being is that Croatia is progressive. It's very modern looking. It's very modern. It, it, you know, it's a really kind of engaged place. And is it split? Is it a city that? you know, face, like, you know, faces the ocean. Do you know what I mean oh, yeah, by that? Yeah, yeah. It's it right doesn't have its back yeah, on it. It's got though. this amazing setting. So it's got like... So it's as got, in the sea is part of the character of the city. And the mountains that okay. frame the backdrop are an inherent part of the attraction. And so it's just really kind of gorgeous. It's like, I don't know, it's not going to be like a fantasy destination like Dubrovnik's old town. I can't see whatever the next iteration of Game of Thrones rolling into Split. Like, I'm just thinking about the, the old, I'm thinking about the new city. I mean, there is that kind of apartment block living that's, but I don't know. I, I don't find it in any way kind of, I don't really find it old fashioned mm. or anything. It just feels okay. like, feels like a very lived in place, you know. I, I, but because of that apartment block living being so close to the old city, I, I guess you probably do have good accommodation offers there. Oh, yeah. Like Airbnb, loads of Airbnb so around I'll there. So I'll give you, I'll give you, so... When we were there, and, and my wife is the Airbnb genie in our house, like she just finds the great. Yeah. She found one like literally within like a 90 second walk of the, of the, the promenade in front of the, of, the, of the port. And it's beautiful, like with all the cafes along there. And we were paying, I don't know, like, yeah, like 60 quid a night or something like wow, that. Wow, great. Yeah, it was re- and it was lovely. I mean, and it's small. And But what do you want out of an Airbnb? And it, it's just really lovely. So, yes, you've got hotels. So prices are slightly higher in Split because it's a city than it might be elsewhere, but nowhere near the prices that you'd find in Havar or Dubrovnik. All right. Before we get to Havar or Dubrovnik, where are we going to next? Okay. So here's another one. So Trogir or Trau, as the Venetians used to call it. So it's like... Like this is really, you can get there on a day trip from Split, but it's also brilliant as an alternative if you're looking for somewhere smaller and less intense. 
And uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of, there's a bridge to this. So it's an island destination, but it's linked to the mainland by a bridge. And like kind of there's like this... Like Ackle. A bit like Ackle. Yeah, exactly. Except for warmer, you know. Um, one of the things actually in Split, one of the, is like there's a lot of yachts lined mm. up on the, along the dock in Split. And my wife and I used to, like, and I could never care less about super yachts until I went to Split. And then all of a sudden you're seeing these like, like, you know, 80 million euro yes. yachts. And then you're Googling the name of it to see who owns okay, it. Okay, yeah. And invariably, I would say... Oligarchs. Six Russians. out of ten, Russian oligarchs. <laughs> and then maybe a Spanish billionaire you've never heard of. Yeah. But like, it is, and it is quite gawky because you're like, wow, that's how the half percent just kind of enjoy their yeah, summer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it is nice to gawk at it, isn't oh, yeah. it? You oh, know, you sure. go to Puerto Benus and you do it as well in Kieran, Spain Kieran, and places like Some this. of the yachts are so beautiful. Like you have, like, I, as I said, literally until the day I arrived and saw my first one, I never gave a second thought to a super yacht. Yeah. And then I obsessed about them and, for and weeks. You, I bet yourself and your wife stood there and picked which one you'd, you, oh, which you want. I, I'd definitely take that one. It yeah, looks okay. really good. It's smaller, but it looks really cool. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> Go on, um, so I'm, I was talking about Trogir. So, and Trogir is beautiful. It's this tiny island. And the town or the village itself is kind of surrounded by medieval walls. So it's really, it's just so romantic and lovely. And I mentioned, there's a, you've got this, the, the promenade, which is what gave pause to talking about the split promenade. So you've got this really beautiful promenade lined with bars, cafes, and yes, more yachts. Mm. But it's just, honestly, it's one of the most lovely and romantic places. And we found it almost by accident. It's not a place that I had known really beforehand because, you know, people, everyone knows about, or most people who know about Croatian coast know about Havar, but Trogir is every bit as beautiful. Um, another day trip from Split is Plivice. So the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a national park. And yeah, it's whatever it is, maybe an hour and a half, two hours okay. drive from Split. And for this, I rented a car at the time. Now, obviously, post-pandemic, car prices have gone up. So, um, but basically... This, Plivice has got these, these very famous waterfalls. And like, if, I don't know, are you a good swimmer? Are you a, are you one of those, like, if you go swimming, like, is the sea, the roughness of the sea going to put you off no. or entice you in? No, I, oh, I love, I love it. A big rough sea. Yeah. Okay. So then you, say, I love it rough. So Plivice is like, if you, if you put on a pair, like. <laughs> you want to leave that door open yeah. for you. Go on. There's like, there's like, I don't know what they are, like 10 metres maybe or 15, 12, 15 metres, like jumps from the top oh, of the... Oh, great. And I into these now. like limpid pools of like turquoise water. Oh, and lovely. it's class to do, class. Yes. And and so then, and and it's and the, one of the nice thing about Plivice is it's one of eight national parks in Croatia. It is packed with locals, like, and Croatians who go with families and picnics and every piece of greenery has got a picnic blanket laid out on it and they're having a bit of music, but really good food. And oh, it's just a great place to go. I, I have to say, we, we spent, I, I was there, first time I was there, I was maybe nine years old and I went with my Italian uncle when it was still Yugoslavia and we went to Plivice and loved it. And even then, as a little tiny kid, like jumping off, maybe not the highest of the waterfalls, yes. but some of the, and loving it. And so when I went back a few years ago with my wife, it was like almost like a, like a pilgrimage to my youth. And yeah. it was, and it was every bit as brilliant. 
Yeah, there's, there's, there's great cheap thrills you get from just jumping off a height into water, isn't there? Yes. Off a pier in the west of Ireland or, or a national park in Croatia. So that that's our day trip uh, from okay, Split. Okay, so then you might move on from Split and go south on your way down, meandering down towards Dubrovnik and go to Brach. And Brach is one of the one of the islands. It's It's quite a popular island. It's known for two things. This white stone, which is what they used to build uh, Diocletian's Palace and Split, but also... It's the same white stone that they used to build the White House in Washington, D.C. No way. Yes, it is. Yep. As in the stone is from there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's the white stone of Brach. And um, and then the other thing that it's famous for, and if you've ever seen this, like on a tourist brochure from Croatia, or if you Google, it's called, it's a beach called Zlatni Rat, which is a pebbly beach at Ball, which is one of the towns in, mm. in, in Brach. And it, it kind of like literally is on 90% of Croatia's tourism posters. Like any, like Google Croatia tourism and you're going to get a picture of, of Zlatni Rat. Stony beaches. So here's the thing, okay? Mm. Uh, like the white stone is fine. Zlatni Rat, but Brach is brilliant. Ball is lovely. And, um, but Zlatni Rat is so overrated. It, one, it's a stony beach. So yeah. it's never that comfortable. And two, like it only looks good from a drone shot or a helicopter. Because when you're on the beach, what do you care that it extends, you know, that it's a big kind of triangle extending out into the Adriatic? It makes no difference. The shape of the beach is irrelevant to your experience of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. And, and so it's just like, great. So it's, not, you know, but the picture of it is beautiful. But the beach itself, first of all, it's jammed all the time. Like, and anyway. So is there, is there better things to do there than yeah, that? Yeah, Supitar is nice. So, so the two main centres are Ball, which I mentioned, and that's more popular and lovely. But Supitar, which is a Croatian friend of mine, Anna, she recommended Supitar to me as like kind of the, the slightly quieter place, but that if Croatians in the know, rather than go to ball, would end up just, if they're going on holidays, I mean, they would get a place in Supitar, which is on the other side of the island. And that, that has nice beaches, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. Like all the island. Like one of the nice things is like in, in ball, for instance, you can rent like a little, uh, like a like a dinghy or like one of those little power boats, like, yeah. you know, whatever, 20 quid for two hours. And, and you can just, you know, put put your way around yeah. and find like an empty beach like there's loads of them oh, all around great. yeah and it's a really nice thing and so yeah it's just like you find your little beach and then you know you have your yeah you just have your day so what are the beaches then um, would you so recommend that's, visiting so that's Brach then I'm moving on to Viz so Viz is is another island okay and it was made kind of famous by um, Mamma Mia here we go again where they're all dancing on Viz oh th- that's, that's set on beach. that island yeah, yeah that's the beach there um, and then here's another one, right? A place called Pag. Now, for nine months of the year, Pag is a desert. There is literally no one there. And then from mid-June until the end of August, like it turns into Croatian Ibiza. Okay. And why, why is it so empty the rest of the time? Okay. It's just nothing permanent, no permanent. Well, I mean, Ibiza in winter. Have you been to Ibiza in winter? I can't say I have, no. no. I, I, I mean, because this is very much, there's a three-month window where the nightclubs like... Okay. So, like the, like, the names are brilliant, like Aquarius, Calypso, Noah, Papaya. 
in one, I think we were in Ball, my wife and I, and we were just lying by the pool in some one of these beach clubs. And there must have been hundreds and hundreds of people. And there was like teenagers going around giving out passes to like whatever the local nightclub. Yeah. And they gave one to everybody and skipped by me, my wife and I, and just literally handed it oh, to the wow. other. It was like, yeah, you're, you're waiting. There was no tomangos for you to no, go to. No, 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 no. And we, we've laughed about it for a long time since, which really just a way of kind of processing the pain yeah, of being rejected. Exactly. But yeah, so, so, and, and it just, it's like all the beautiful people with the cocktails at the beach bars. And, and this is a terrible generalization, but Croatians are really a beautiful people. <laughs> they really are. They're a handsome people. Well, listen, we can't have Hamlet without the prince. So Dubrovnik. Okay, Dubrovnik is the old town of Dubrovnik, which everybody knows, those red roofs in the collected medieval fort city are stunningly beautiful to look at. But it's as devoid of soul as any place I've been to really? in the sense of like every business in the old town, every single one, every restaurant, every shop is uniquely dedicated to taking euros out of your pocket. It's all about tourism. There is and all no, tat. It's all tat. And even the food, like Croatian food or food from the Balkan area is beautiful. Like it's really tasty and rich and their salads are good and, and their meat dishes are delicious. The versions you get in Dubrovnik's Old Town are a poor, poor, poor imitation mm. of the good stuff that you get outside of Dubrovnik Old Town. Dubrovnik Old Town is stunning to, to just walk around. And if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you'll see all of the sites that are associated with this. It's beautifully seen. So if you go up the mountain... Um, I can't remember the name of the mountain, but there's there's the old, there's a great museum at the top of the mountain. You just get like a cable car that brings you right up. And it's the museum. It's kind of a, it's a museum of the Croatian war and Croatian resistance against um, the Serbs. And it really, it's really quite a jarring, because remember, like during the 90s, like Dubrovnik was shelled by yeah. Serb forces and it was really quite a grim thing. And this museum tells that story in a very one-sided way, by the way. It was a, but, but, so uh, so is on. the recommendation then for Dubrovnik that you, you do it as a, maybe a day trip? No, oh, no, no. What I would say is, is that Dubrovnik's a big old place. Okay. So I would say... Outside, definitely don't, I would not encourage you to stay in the old town. I would say... Pop in and have a look, but... Yeah, go in. Absolutely. Go, but, be ashamed um, to go that far and not at least look at it. No, there's a beach and it's got, is it's not Supertars, no. It's, I can't remember, but there's a part of Dubrovnik. It's maybe about a half hour walk from the old town. That's a great place to stay. So Dubrovnik is fine to stay in. Just don't stay in the old town. You're just going to get ripped off. It's just, I find it really weirdly depressing for mm. such a beautiful place. But look, th there's a reason why. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world and people talk about it as one of those things you must see it before you die. You're you absolutely should, but but there's it's a bit like and you look, you see it in the historic center of, of Venice, you see it to a certain extent in my mother's hometown of Florence. It's it's what tourism does. It cannibalizes the thing that it's looking to and, and I found it really kind of dispiriting, I have to say. OK, so don't stay there. Pop into the old town. Don't eat there either. Don't eat there. But there are things to do in and around. Oh, Dubrovnik. yeah, yeah. You yeah. So the like, cable car up yeah, the mountain, there's the, the, like, the museum. Get the old, the little boat that goes from the old port to Lochrum, which is a tiny island. Um, it's like 10 minutes away. Um, uh, Kavtat is one of the, yes, that's the neighbourhood I was thinking of. Kavtat. Or uh, Chavta. I don't know. I, I don't speak Croatian. But it's it's C-A-V-T-A-T. And it's a really nice neighbourhood and you can get there shuttle bus, you can get there by boat and um, and, and, and Lapad, Kavtat and Lapad. They're the two places that I would stay in. Um, if you want a longer day trips, the Elefiti Islands are great. 
Uh, Mount Srid, I think it is, is the That's mountain. the cable car one. Go get the cable car up there. Look, there's plenty of things to do in Dubrovnik and um, it's it's a great place to go out for a meal, but just not the old town. Well, listen, uh, I'm sure people maybe who've been on holidays already planning next year's trip. So if this sounds like something you would like, we're going to get all of this up online as quick as we can. Uh, open the News Talk app as a podcast so you can listen back to it and take notes. Fiona Davenport will talk to you again at the same time next week. Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder.